Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And, uh, Matt, it's a beautiful Wednesday here in Pittsburgh uh, after, well, a couple really crappy days. And maybe it's a maybe it's a nice day in Pittsburgh because, well, Omar Khan pulled off a, a little uh, fleecing of the uh, – Los Angeles Rams on Tuesday. Um, I love it. We don't. I mean, the trade is not completed yet. Uh, the trade being for Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Allen Robinson guy, but for what they gave up for him, which was essentially nothing. Right, um, right, right. You know, I, I I thought about it this way, Matt. If Allen Robinson had been a free agent this year. Sure. Even even coming off the year that he had last season with the injuries and everything, I think people around the league would look at that a little differently. Um, you know, let's not forget that the the Rams just paid him money last year, like big money, big money. Right. I think that's a big aspect of this. I mean, one year ago, and nobody was killing the Rams for it. First right. of all, a week from now, draft day eve, right around the corner. So we are coming down on it, and got a lot to talk about between now and then. Thank you, Omar. Everything got cheery after, as you said, in town after making a trade for a Penn State guy that has a great track record. And I even hesitate to use the word trade. You know, what'd you give up? <laughs> you know, you traded five million in cap space for a very established wide receiver that I think fits in well. And in a way, compared to what the Ravens did with Odell, who was drafted the oh same. Oh my God! Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean. And Odell might be way better this year. Who knows? Robinson might be shot. But the fact of what you risked for, you know, comparables is night and day. Without a doubt. I mean, you you, you move back, what, 12 picks in the seventh round? No one's you even t- noticed. You take on $5 million in salary cap. The, the, the Ravens paid Odell Beckham. They're paying him, going to pay him $15 to $18 million this year. Guaranteed, too, right? Guaranteed, you know? yeah. Like Robinson if he can't can be the worst player there and say goodbye and it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. So I, I mean, I look at this as just taking a, a, a risk on a player uh, again, if it works out, it does. And and I think his fit Matt with the Steelers is interesting. This is where I think it gets, because I, I think if you look at him as a miles Boykin type replacement without the special teams aspect of it, right, right, right. we're going to take him. You're going to put him in the slot. 
he being Robinson, because they've shown they they want their slot receiver to block. That was one of their big, you know, Chase Claypool mm-hmm. got better at it. It's, I always thought he'd be better than he was. But I thought, yeah, again, I thought he would be better than he was at it. He showed that, at, you know, Notre Dame, he just didn't seem to have that aspect of it. Allen Robinson will block. Oh, he, he's always like top of pro football focus, wide receiver blocking list. I mean, year after year after year. He takes pride in it. He's big. He's physical. So I, I have to say this. Like, you and I talk fantasy a lot during the year. And going into this season – Robinson goes from the Bears, Justin Fields' rookie year, to the Rams and signs a nice contract, as you mentioned. And none of us batted an eye. No one was like, boy, the Rams are stupid for giving Robinson that much money. He was worth it. He had a great track record. He was 28 years old at that time. And I looked at him at his last year with the Bears and thought, this poor guy, (laughs) this offense is so dysfunctional. And their line is horrific. And Fields as a rookie is clueless. Not even his fault. That staff is unbelievably predictable. I, I did some research. He ran curls and slants like 50% of his routes, Robinson. The whole world knew it was coming. It was an unbelievably brutal offense to watch. And so going back to fantasy, I drafted Allen Robinson everywhere going into this draft. Well, yeah, you were you were huge on Allen Robinson last year. Loved him. Loved him. <laughs> I quickly learned to hate him <laughs> from a fantasy <laughs> perspective because he's a killer. I mean, I'm drafting him in like the fifth round, starting him week after week and doing nothing. He had a horrendous fantasy season. But really, and I'm in a way making excuses for him, but more of it is just me digging into what has really happened with the player as opposed to just drafting him on my fantasy team and treating him like any other receiver in the league because the Steelers traded for him. This past year with the Rams – couldn't have been even more miserable than his last year with the Bears. I mean, they had four quarterbacks. I think they started the same offensive line twice through the course of the year. Cooper Cup gets hurt. I mean, he didn't look good. Nothing looked good. But I can't say I blame anybody. And even when Stafford was healthy, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, he was He was struggling with that arm issue. With the, I, I right. believe it was a partially torn ligament or a fully torn ligament in his elbow that – it was all Cooper Cup or nothing for them. Absolutely. And so the, the 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 area of the field where Robinson has been at his best, which is the, those mid-range passes, that 10 to 19 yards, yep. which, by the way, is where the Steelers have been lacking. And um, red zone. And red zone. Stafford just wasn't throwing those consistently. No, that used to be his specialty. In-breaking routes, Stafford drills it in there, you know, to Cup or whomever. Well, he wasn't really capable. The protection wasn't there. I mean, they had no running game. That was as miserable of offense as it was in the league last year. Robinson didn't help, you know, but. Well, yeah, you know, I heard Sean McVay's a genius. Right, right. Hire, go, mean, go hire Sean McVay's coordinators. Go hire Sean McVay's guys. Yeah. Like, it was bad. I mean, really bad. And yeah. the situation he was in the last two years were at being kind were bottom five offenses and situations. And the year before that, he put up 1,250 yards. Yeah, and, and, and I think some of the thing that people who are killing the Steelers, and there's there's some, not many, but there's some, why would you want Allen Robinson? They didn't bring him in to start. They didn't bring him in to be their number one or even their number two. No. But he I put would in think... as their number three at best. And he might he be the number four. Think... 
Yeah, I mean, he may be horrible. He may be the guy we saw two years ago that was a really good player and like a Pro Bowl type guy. I, I don't really know. Judging the last two years is tough. But his style of play ages well. And he's playing more and more slot as he gets older. He does block. I think, you know, a big worry for me, as much as who's the slot going to be, is what happens if Pickens or Deontay gets hurt? You know, I think Robinson, we'll see what he looks like, would be the first guy outside, you know, to to fill in those shoes. And I think as I'm penciling him in as a starting slot right now. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think, you know, the plan here, they don't know what they have in, in Calvin Austin sure, at this I'm point. Not. You can't. You don't know what you have in, in Anthony Miller. He mm-hmm. hasn't played consistently over the last couple of seasons. So this is a, a, a CYA-type move where, okay, we got a guy here now. If, if, Calvin Austin, if Calvin Austin lights the world on fire, fantastic. Yeah, great. But if he doesn't, You've now got a fallback option. At the very least, you know when when you go to a, to eleven personnel and you want to run the football, I'm not saying you're going to have Allen Robinson out there every time, but you're going to want him out there quite a bit when you're doing that. Oh yeah, him and Pickens will block you. Right, they're they're going to get the, and and that's the other part of this, Matt. I think his because of his style of play. Mm-hmm. Over the course of his career, a combat catch guy, a guy who's you know been there and done that. Yeah, I think this was a a, a move for Pickens as well. I like, hey, look at this guy. This guy does what you do, mm-hmm. and has done it successfully in the league for a long for a long time. Talk to him. Get some yeah. t- get some pointers from him. I have no idea what Robinson or you know is like as a person. I've never heard anything bad, but I do think having a veteran in that room is needed and has a lot of value and back to Austin. I'm excited about Austin. We were excited about Austin at camp, but counting on him is, Oh, he's going to play 70 different things. Like my first, like it's, it's almost like when you, when they were counting on Sanquez Golson, those two or those three years, and he just kept getting hurt and he kept getting hurt. No fault. No, it doesn't. No fault of his own. He was a second round draft pick. They had Mm -hmm. high hopes for him. But high hopes are one thing until you see it happen on the football field. It's completely different. Right, 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 I mean, right. He just hasn't done it. Yeah, you don't want to be in those shoes. I mean, and anything Austin gives you now is gravy. And he may be really, really good, you know, and, and that's tremendous. And I do think Miller, I think Miller's at least unknown. I mean, he's been in the league long enough that he's a slot. He's fine. <clears throat> you can win. Ga- <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, you can win games with, with Anthony Miller. <coughs> And if you remember back to last year at training camp, Matt, um, you know, we're, we're watching those practices and they were using Anthony Miller as a gunner and things of that nature. And I oh, thought he looked yeah. pretty good at it, you know? Right. So I, I, you know, he gives you some of that, that special teams flexibility. They got some other guys that do that as well. That's the one thing, the one issue that you have with Robinson. He's not going to run down on special teams for you. I wouldn't think. No, never. And Calvin Austin isn't going to run down on special teams for you. Right. You're a little short on special teamers now. So those last two wide, assuming you keep six, those last two wide receivers have to play special teams. Absolutely. And certainly the last one that dresses on game day does, which makes me think Boykin still could come back. He could. He could. But maybe you keep a guy like a Cody White. You know, people might look at, people might look at a guy like Cody White as just a, well, you know, I saw a list of, 
all the somebody listed all the steel the receivers the Steelers were, you know, now having their roster. And I assume that they were listed in some kind of order, but Cody White was last. Mm-hmm. Cody White might not be last. He might be but, more than an afterthought. Because of his special teams ability. Mm-hmm. Gets him active on game day. Right. That makes all the sense in the world. And that's going to be very important for that number six receiver. I mean, he better be able to do something other than just catch the football or he's probably not going to be around. 100%. And I I don't think they'll draft one now. I mean, maybe things fall perfectly and you still get a guy you like. But I I think a lot of this move is saying we don't really like this wide receiver class all that much either. And it is pretty rare for a rookie draftable wide receiver to have any special teams background. He probably led – his team in receptions, he's not going to be your gunner too, you know? Well, I I disagree with you a little bit on, on the point that, that, that the they point. don't like the wide receiver group. This is like every other move that they've made when we, you know, a week ago when we're sitting oh, here, is, we're talking yeah. about, they've, they filled every need on the team except for slot receiver. Mm-hmm. Well, now, now they have. Play. <laughs> right, right, right. It, it's like every other move that they've made this off season where, okay, we, you know, these guys might not be the greatest players in the world, but we if we had to line up and play tomorrow, we're full. We, we're good. We got, mm-hmm. you know, we got guys, NFL dudes at every position that, that we're going to put on the field. If Mingo or Tillman's there in the third round, you jump on them. Yeah, I don't think you, yeah. You might have reached for them in the second, you know, two days ago. You know what I mean? I think that's what this entire offseason has been about. Right. Is set, setting themselves up in the draft. And Kevin always, Kevin Colbert always did that sure, to a large sure. degree. But there were times when they went into the draft like, oh, they need an inside linebacker. And you draft Ryan Shazier and you, you plug him right into the starting lineup. Or, mm-hmm. you know, they need a corner or they need this or they need that. What do they need right now? Right, right, right. Absolutely and, 100% have to have in this draft. And the difference is, and I'm not saying Omar better or worse than Kevin. That's not what the conversation is, but. He has cap space at his disposal and the ability it helps to make a lot. It. Yeah. It's so huge. You know, the Rams really are just unloading cap space and we'll, okay, we'll, we'll give you up some of our cap space to take a risk on this guy, which in reality is not a risk at all. And, you know, the last two years haven't been pretty, but I can explain them away quite a bit. And boy, he's insurance for slot, all three receiver spots on the field. And he might be more than that. He may catch eight touchdowns this year and have 800 yards. Yeah, I mean he's a contested catch guy. He's yeah. He's almost I don't want to say he's mini tight end sized, but he kind of is. Right, right, right. You know, he's, know, he's almost 6'3", right. 220 pounds. He goes up and gets it. He, he's got a 40-inch vertical or at least did. Yeah. I just yeah, I assume yeah. he's he's in that range still and mm-hmm. he knows how to out physical cornerbacks at the point of attack. Yeah, he beats up man coverage. He's really good versus man coverage over the middle in breaking routes. I mean, stuff that the Steelers offense needs, you know, jump ball guy in the red zone, muscling guys out in the red zone. You mentioned the blocking. I mean, I don't know if people were aware, but there was a a long stretch of his career where it was almost like a running joke of the quarterbacks this guy's played with in his career. I mean, it's it was Larry Fitzgerald like it's yeah, minus Kurt Warner (laughs) (laughs) when they go to the Super Bowl. But I mean, he had Christian Hackenberg at Penn State who kind of like Evans did the Manziel made the college quarterback look way better than he was. And then he comes and gets drafted the same year as Blake Bortles. 
So his time with Jacksonville, he caught passes from Bortles, who was really bad, and Chad Henney, who was just the fallback plan. And then he goes to the Bears, and it's Trubisky, it's Chase Daniel, it's Nick Foles, it's Andy Dalton, and rookie year fields that we talked about. And then last year, it's like, oh, I get to play with Matthew Stafford. Well, <laughs> not only was All of a sudden, Stafford, Stafford shows up at camp because, oh, my arm, my arm. My arm <laughs> shot. And then they played four different quarterbacks there. And including a you know Baker Mayfield and some of these dudes that should well, never he was see already on IR by the time half of that happened. I say he didn't even deal with those guys. I mean and I, and I think that was them just shutting him down like hey we're not going to win. Um you know exactly I, right it's week 11 we're terrible right we're yeah, trying out trying out Bryce Perkins and John Wolford for <laughs> cops heard and Aaron Donald probably could have played but he didn't you know, like it was, yeah, they, they shut down a lot of veterans last year toward the end Absolutely. of last year. Absolutely. Once Stafford right. was done, they, they realized that they weren't going anywhere. It's, it's all very interesting though. I, I just, I, you know, this entire draft or this entire off season has been set up so that the Steelers, when they go into the draft can just take the best player available. I, if I've been asked once, I've been asked 25 times over the last week, Hey, who are the Steelers taking? I honestly have no idea. I, I still am on the island that I think one of their first three picks will be a corner. Other than that, it, it almost I, I agree with you there, but that doesn't people don't yeah. want to know the first one of the first three picks. They want to know who the first pick is. <laughs> right, Quite right, I right. mean, you know, I, I, the way this draft would fall, and it's been this way in the past before, but there were times where you looked at it and they're they're drafting in this range and you go, well, you know, you know, I've nailed the pick. Like, this is what they need. This is going to match up well for them. In this draft, I don't know that it's going to match up well for them in terms of – and I think they, I think that's how they're looking at this, Matt, and that's why they've done what they've done this yeah. offseason. Like, they've looked at this and said, all right, we're at 17. The top three corners could be gone. Maybe one of them's there. The top three offensive tackles or four offensive tackles, whatever, however you want to consider that. One of them could be there, but they, they might all be gone too. Mm-hmm. You know, if if it's an edge rusher, eh, if it's quarterback, we're not taking a quarterback. If it's, you know, if John Robinson's there, we're not taking Bajon. But they've they've made it so that they can do a lot of different things with that pick. Right, and I mean, I'm an outsider. I'm not in the building, but my hunch is a year ago they thought we're going to get Kenny at twenty. You know, I'm feeling good about it. Or I remember being a kid. And keep my fingers crossed that they got David Boston. They could get Trent Edwards or not Trent Edwards. Um, Troy uh, Edwards. Troy Edwards. If yeah. they didn't, you, know, and you mentioned the Shazier draft. You know, there's been many of them where if they don't get this guy, they'll get the next one. And chances of them getting screwed out of it are very rare. In this draft, yeah, there's guys I'd love to see at 17, but I don't think they'll be there. And right. I do think when 17 rolls around, there will be there would be four, five, six names I would be very comfortable with, you know? Yeah, and so I, I think that's the way they've uh, kind of set themselves up in this one. And this also allows them, without any obvious needs, that trade back option in the first round. I think it's I very mean, real. I think it's very, very real. You know, the people saying they're going to trade up, I, I don't see them trading up. Again, unless for Jalen Carter, but other than that, I have yeah. no interest in no. Unless it's Jalen Carter, I'm not interested. You know, I just think that that's just the the reality of it. Hey, uh, you can yeah. now listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere through your smart speaker. Just say Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from my heart, and Alexa, 
will take care of the rest. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 